feel that. Nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening. Hey, hey, we're back. My name is Abdullah Ma'wali and you're listening to Ain't Nobody Listening on Oman FM. I got two guests for you this evening. First is Martine Varnick, who is with us here at the studio. Hi, Hi. Martine. Hi, Abdullah. Did I say your last name correctly? Uh, for speaking in English, yes, but it's actually an Estonian name and How that would be Varnick. Varnick. Yeah. Uh, 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 like cat. Varnick. 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 Uh, uh. uh, uh, what? Forget him, man. <laughs> we'll take the Amani version. Love us. <laughs> Love us. <laughs> and we'll also be joined by Mahmoud Zajali, who will be coming in a little later on. So, how do we know each other? Let's start there. Well, I remember seeing you the first time because uh, if my memory's serving me correctly, it was in that little glass box cafe in the Wadi Park in Azeba. Ambro- right? Ambrosia? Yes. Garden Cafe? Yes, yes exactly. That, that was the first true story tent. And event. I'll never forget it because there were, I mean, firstly, it was exciting because it was the first time, but there was also some really special sharing that day. And we've talked about it once. Mm. The guy with the voices. The guy with the voices. You remember? He doesn't. He did noises and voices. Yeah. I'm sorry, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. guy with the voices and noises. I've forgotten your name, but you <laughs> were too. you were so touching. It really. Everyone in the room was really touched. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. was an incredibly unforgettable moment. It's it's always interesting to me when uh, when a story. I I find sto- there are some stories that are very memorable and I remember them very clearly, and then others uh, I don't quite. Maybe doesn't resonate with me personally. But then people will bring up stories that they remember very clearly. And I was like, I, it, like yeah. I, you know, really interesting. <laughs> you were thinking about your Taliban order that night. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Taliban stopped sponsoring us a long time ago. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. I shall not mention their name okay. no more. In, I'll take it back. But listen, I can change my mind, Taliban. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> There's room for negotiation. <laughs> yes, I'm a very forgiving guy. <laughs> So that's that's the first time we met, but I don't mm. think we had a proper conversation. No, it took it. a long time. And to be honest, mm. I was thinking as I I was driving here and watching. Actually, it's one of my favorite things about Oman is if you're driving just before sunset and you get to see the mountains and how they change color and the shadows come. Mm. And I was just like enjoying that tonight and thinking how nervous I felt, and thinking, well, yeah, I feel kind of super nervous, but compared to how I used to feel before going even just to listen to the True Story 10 or even going to the poetry slams or whatever, yeah. I would feel I would feel so self-conscious because I was really concerned about, I don't know, being the disturbing factor or something. Why? Know? Why would you be the disturbing factor? Because I'm a gringo, I guess. You, it's like this white person yeah, yeah. joining Armani events. Yeah, yeah. Who thinks? We don't think like that. <laughs> I know, but you know, I think it's that thing of, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, Interesting. Uh, yeah. And you know what? Maybe I kind of get you, but from a different perspective. Because when I used to travel quite a bit, uh, you probably remember so where I got my handle and wandering brown guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I used to feel uh, like that about being an Arab. So uh, I, I was almost a little too apologetic mm, to speak mm. to people. It's it's almost like I'm trying to prove that I'm safe, mm, you know, mm. like with my, my my the palms of my hand out, like hey, mm. hi, you know, almost mm. apologetically getting to know people. Mm. Like I'm not here to hurt you. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm a friendly Arab, <laughs> yeah. which is the wrong approach. Yeah. Now I realize you yeah. should just be you, and then hopefully pe- that would. It'll work out, yeah. Yeah, work out, or people will alter their perception of what an Arab could be, you know. But I, I so I, I think I kind of understand. I also don't didn't want to be taking up too much space, you know, because mm. I felt like all of these <clears throat> opportunities were like really um, unique mm. for Amanis, and maybe also, you know, perhaps uh, um, white people have a tendency to come and take over or be too loud because they're used to having their voices heard, you know. Or whatever. In any case, I, I was very self-conscious. And then the best thing was then, I think, at one of the, the first poetry um, jam I went to. Just well, jams? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, exactly. And that was, I think that was during Ramadan in like 2018 or something or 2017. Could it be 2017? Okay. In any case, I was sitting there and, and then someone like just asked me, like, could they sit there or something? But, you know, really 
quickly in Arabic and I just went, yeah, sure, no worries. Mm-hmm. And then after a while they turned around and said something else and I didn't get all of it and I was like, sorry. And they're like, oh, sorry, I, I thought you were a chicken nugget. And I was like, <laughs> uh, come again? So it's, and that um, was my introduction to that concept. You know, funny enough, as I brought up this concept here a few times and it's surprising how many people don't know what it means, including Talal Shahri. He's like, like, what is chicken? It's like, only you know, what this, this isn't a thing. I'm like, it's totally a thing. And here you are, you just proved it again. Because it wasn't you who said that to me. So for those who are listening, and I know no one's listening, you know, but if anyone is listening, if someone is listening, what's the definition of a chicken nugget? Well, you're asking me. I, I, I don't would know. love to hear it from your, like, from your No, I, well, I can't tell you what it means, but I can tell you what I was told. <laughs> okay, and she was like, to- well, chicken nugget is like someone who s- seems like they're Arab, but actually they're kind of like... Uh, they they can only speak English or they're they're more westernized. They they look like no, uh, kinda. They are Arab. Mm. They, that's a prerequisite of being a chicken. Nugget. You should look like it, but you no, not, not look like it. But you are. Okay, like, you are. You are an Arab. Well, that's a compliment. She thought I was an Arab. Yeah, they, she well, thought you're. Well, I'm Arab. really thank you. That's the only way you would get chicken nugget. Really. But like you know, uh, um, like an, an Arab. Usually, it's it's reserved for Arabs who. Uh, speak in English as their primary language, mm. who have adopted different aspects of Western culture in their day-to-day living. Okay. And it's often used as a derogatory term. It could be okay, often okay. like all oh, those chicken nuggets. However, okay. the word okay, chi- then maybe chicken I nuggets... Have said thank you. No, 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 no. I've mentioned... <laughs> no, no, no. I've said, I did take it as a compliment. I honestly I've did. said this word many times mm. in the station. Let me tell you why. Mm. First of all, chicken nuggets are delicious. Okay. <laughs> That's true. I mean, well, it, dep- it depends which brand. McDonald's ones, no. It depends. McDonald's is like good for the first two minutes. Yeah, or maybe the first two cardboard. seconds and then you want to kill yeah. yourself. Yeah. Wow, that's a bit drastic. <laughs> no, well, because then you start thinking about what is actually in this. <laughs> Cardboard. It's <laughs> well, I wish it were cardboard, cardboard, but I think it's something else. But anyway, we, but we've been we derailed a little bit. But the, <laughs> the the reason why I feel like we, like if I'm gonna be called a chicken nugget, I want to claim ownership of that word. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm a chicken. I speak yeah. in English. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're gonna blame me. That's how I grew up. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Know? Sure. So yeah, call me a chicken nugget. Yeah. In fact, I've said it a few times. Mm-hmm. We're the most chicken nugget station in the nation. <laughs> Yeah, let's own it. All right. I just had to put some background music yeah, yeah. for that. <laughs> but but isn't that also uh, maybe it's something that's quite common a- across all of us who've grown up with a background which is not that of the uh, not necessarily that which mm. is shared with everyone else in the country we live. So I'm the child like kind of uh, first generation. Yeah, and and for example, my dad was born in Australia but in a refugee camp. Whoa. So his first language when he grew up was Estonian. My first language when I was very small was Estonian, but it that ran out um, as soon as my grandmother passed away. Mm. It was like an unspoken thing. It was like a little button. And she was gone and everyone then was like, okay, now we're going to just be Australian. Mm. And even with each other, everyone only spoke Estonian. Uh, Australians. Uh, I mean, English. Gosh, I'm... Australian. I'm, 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 <laughs> that my mama's coffee didn't do, do what it was supposed to. No, it is. <laughs> That's exactly what coffee does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The brain is going three times faster than exactly. the voice. Yeah, so I I, I have that this kind of thing too in in Estonia also a bit mm. the same like, oh, well, I can't, I can, even if I'm following everything that's going on, I can't express myself as well in Estonian as I can in English. Right. And then you feel like you're not a real Estonian. But funnily enough, the only person who said that to me was not Estonian, but another from somewhere else. And that was deliberately a bit controversially said. So I think, yeah, it's language is is, is so strange because it's so intimate to us and yet it can so easily then quickly feel like something foreign when someone else tells you that's, mm. well, that's not your language. Yeah, okay. Right. Mm. Yeah, I definitely struggled with this growing up. Um, I, a lot of the fights that I would get into in high school, particularly middle school, actually, uh, had to do a lot with the fact of, that I'm made to not feel money enough. Oh, that must really have hurt a lot. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I have this, uh, you know, my African, East African background. And um, somehow, of course, kids could could be cruel, right? That was not Omani enough. And the fact that we spoke English at home didn't help because my Arabic wasn't as great as the others. And mm. so a lot of 
and I mean physical fights that I would get into. I was oh. a yeah, I was I was um, a very angry kid. A lot of it had to do with that. Like somebody would do an a Swahili accent, oh. and I would get offended. And my whole mindset was like, you know, I'm not. I'm I'm as Omani as you. Yeah. I don't. And there was like I was trying to push that part of my heritage and my history away, almost like I was ashamed of it. Mm. But that's how I was made to feel. Like mm. you're you're less than because mm. you have. Mm. Because you're mixed, mm. right? I do not feel that way at all. No. If and no, if anything, yeah. it's like the complete opposite. It's like I wear it as a badge. I I love the fact that I have this, um, and so chicken nugget it is. You call me whatever you want to call. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm tasting. Uh, yeah, I'm tasting crunchy. Uh, yeah, and tender and all the things. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, okay, I don't even know where to start. Okay, yeah. there's so many ways we can go about this. Yeah. Let's start with, you don't do this anymore here in Oman. You used yeah. to work, you worked in yeah. Oman for quite some time. How yeah. many years? Uh, five and a half years. For five yeah. and a half years. And what did you work at? I was a music teacher. I was I was tutoring the oboe players in the Royal Oman Symphony Orchestra and the Musket Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. For those who don't know, what's an oboe? An oboe is a woodwind instrument that has a weird little reed, which is made of two bits of bamboo. Mm. You know how you can take those, you can take like gum leaves or the leaves of, of, of you can even you can take a thick piece of grass and if you fold it over and sort of blow into it and it vibrates, it makes a fun. Mm. Well, that's in, in principle, that's how the oboe reed works. And you stick it into the wooden cone and then that amplifies it and... It's sort of like uh, the Arabic instrument, mizmor. Uh, mizmor. Mm, yeah, mm. like a flute. Mm. But mm. it's not but the same. But it's got a reed at right. the top, yeah. Okay, Yeah. interesting. And it's very difficult. And um, it's, I would say, even more difficult in, in a country like Oman because you have uh, hot weather, you have dry weather, you have really humid weather, and you have the fatal factor of AC What does that do? What do all these things do? Well, just imagine if if you've got these two bits of bamboo, mm. which you have um, shaved down less than a millimeter thick, less than half a millimeter thick, less than a quarter of a millimeter thick, in order that they vibrate in tune and make a nice sound. And then it's really humid outside, and or you're in your car, you turn uh. on the AC, then, da, 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 then it's summer, you go inside AC, you start playing dry air yeah it just doesn't work the, it, all of the elements would affect it yeah so how do you go about then you have to be tuned? yeah you have to be very patient you have to yeah basically you have to be very patient and you have to work on your materials and you have to be even more virtuosic in knowing how to control the reed and even push it open with the sides of your lips all kinds of things like that yeah. so for my students I've I felt a lot of empathy because they're learning to master the instrument in the most difficult set of circumstances. And uh, how does air conditioning affect it? Is it also to do with the temperature? Mm. So firstly, you've got the problem then that the wood itself is cold. Mm. Meanwhile, you're blowing hot air into it. So mm. that means the inside of the oboe is getting moist and hot from from the airstream. Right. The outside's cold. You can get cracks in the oboe. It also means that the wood is moving a lot, which means all of these metal keys, like the adjustment goes out. So then maybe like the notes don't even work properly and you, you oh. think you're going to blow in and a nice sound will come out. Yeah. Instead, it's a big squawking noise like a duck. <laughs> it's really soul-destroying. Soul They say oboe is the hardest instrument. I think it's definitely one of the hardest. At, at least it's it's doubly hard because you not only have to learn how to use your fingers, how to use the, the, the muscles around your lips and, and your air and breathing, mm. but then you've got that factor of the reed as well. How did you get into this? Ooh, um, well, I when I was really small, I always loved music, like from the beginning. Mm. And my grandmother used to sit and play Estonian songs at the piano with me and... I think I was about seven, and I remember my mum driving me home from school and saying, well, it seems you really like music, so you can choose whether you would like to um, have piano lessons or singing lessons. And I looked at her like she was crazy, like, are you kidding me? Like, everybody knows how to sing. <laughs> Come on. And, uh, and I, I was really blessed to have the most amazing, lovely lady, Mrs May, as my mm. piano teacher. And oboe came a bit later. A lady came to play at our school assembly 
She brought a Baroque oboe, so that's an oboe um, like they played, you know, whatever. Martin quickly does some bad maths, 380 years ago or something. Mm. So it had no keys. It really did look really like a masmar, really. Okay, like, yeah. So just holes in, in very light wood and then a very simple reed. And she was really charismatic and the piece she played was gorgeous. And I, I basically just went and they said, oh, by the way, anyone who'd like to play the oboe, we've mm. got two instruments you can hire. I went home and said to my mum, I want to play the oboe. <laughs> and uh, we sort of negotiated over a few weeks. As long as I would still play the piano and, and so on and practice every day, then I would be allowed to try it. And Why 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 did she really want you to play the piano? I think it was, uh, what do you call it, sunken costs. Uh, you know, she was like, I've already... I've already put so much money into those piano lessons. I'm not letting oh. you throw them out. And did she buy a piano? Yeah, she oh, had. Oh, so you had to learn. Yeah, yeah. No, there was no <laughs> getting around it. I, I, having said that, I did enjoy it. But the, the difference is that if you're, if you're playing piano, you're by yourself, yeah. which is nice. But the first time when I was about 14 that I played in a youth orchestra, mm. that was it for me. I was like, are you, are you telling me that people get paid for this? Really? You know, we were we were playing um, a beautiful piece, the Moldau um, by Smetana, and it was so romantic. I was in the middle of all of these musicians who were a little older than me, like teenagers who were really good, mm. and I just thought I'd died and gone to heaven, basically. What was so amazing about it? Aside, like, is it <sighs> the playing, or is it being around other kids? Um, well, I still get that thrill now. Uh, it's not the same necessarily every time you play, mm. but those times when it's magical, they're really like incomparable. You have the, there's this kind of vibe <laughs> that can come. And when that comes, the sounds of everyone in the orchestra, somehow it's like a magnet. They become so connected with each other mm. that it's almost like you don't, you don't have to think about what you're playing, what you're going to do. You don't get nervous. You're just like riding on this huge wave of sound. Whoa. You're feeling emotion. Somebody has um, a solo on their instrument mm. and it makes everybody feel so, so deeply that, that then it like kind of brings everyone to the next level. It's basically one of the most intense and... and um, gratifying things I think you can do as a human. I'm I'm guessing it's not the same as jamming because you guys have a plan. You have uh, the sheets of music and, and, and it's like you're working as a team yeah. in a predetermined way. Yes, yeah. It depends. That very much depends on the piece, yeah. the group you're playing with and the conductor. And, and for my taste and in my experience, the best um, orchestras and best... Um, performances are those where yes you've worked together and done intense rehearsals yes mm -hmm. you all have a kind of concept and you know what the conductor also has in mind mm -hmm. but then it comes to the day and depending on the news depending on the mood in the room right. depending on so many things it then takes on a life of its own despite all of the preparation and that's where the magic happens Wow. Mm. I want to take this opportunity to go on a break. Now, unfortunately, I don't have a classical song lined up. <laughs> However, I have rock. <laughs> and same, the, same. The, the, same, same. But the reason why I'm going to be playing this song, so we got a researcher who works with us. Her name is Rawia. And when Rawia saw your picture, she got so excited. She said, you look like Lizzie from Hailstorm. Now, I don't know Hailstorm and I don't know Lizzie, but I searched it. And you kind of do look like Lizzie from Hailstorm. And then she asked me to please, please play I Am The Fire by Hailstorm. So that's what we'll be playing up next. And we're back with Martin Vrnik. <laughs> Did I say it correctly? <laughs> oh my goodness. Vrnik. I should have said nothing. <laughs> I should have said nothing. Just call me... Martin. Martin. No, Varnik. <laughs> um, so, that was a great introduction to the oboe, but I never asked you about it. And that was really interesting. Uh, it's really interesting how you got into it as well. But and then it became a career. When did that become a real possibility? Because not a lot of people are fortunate to... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I, I was really lucky. Um, I... To be honest, like, I always worried that it wasn't a possibility, mm. I, and I still do, because we just had a 
pandemic and there was like literally one and a half years where everything was cancelled and mm. um, I left Oman thinking that I was going back to play for a year in uh, in an orchestra in Berlin mm. and got back and of course for a moment things in Berlin looked pretty good and then they looked very 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 not good and terrible so this that, was in 2020 yeah. yeah and so I went from like quite traumatically leaving without being able to say goodbye to anyone but thinking okay but I'm so so I'm so lucky that I get to come back and you know play and then that was gone as well and for one year yeah that was it that was it um something about that that you were talking about earlier saying goodbye yeah that I found that really difficult and that's quite strange coming now because so much time's passed and um there were a lot of people who were really upset that I didn't like throw a party or something when I left but I mean it was against the law actually um mm. I got to say goodbye to some people they came and stood in the street with masks on and we kind of waved oh, at each man. other but if you I mean we we forget so quickly how many steps there were back then there was no test for covid so I um got a flight uh when the borders were shut and the airport was shut and it was only through temperature that you were allowed into the airport so if wow. you even had a cold and you had a temperature you wouldn't be let in so I was really paranoid the last two weeks yeah. I was like this is a non-refundable flight and I don't know what will happen if you know you know if I have a temperature so yeah right thank goodness today is is a celebration of things getting better yeah because uh, how appropriate that you came yeah. in today right things are yeah. opening up yeah. finally yeah thank goodness so maybe you want to use this as an opportunity to yeah i mean goodness. well goodbye and hello like all of my beloved students and friends anyone who i haven't gotten in touch with yet i basically um waited till i got here to announce that i was here because i tried coming in november and got COVID on my PCR test just before I came. So that was really heartbreaking, let me tell you. So um, just, you know, give me a bell. You know how to reach me and I'll be trying to see everyone as, as soon as I can. I'm not here long enough. No. After two years, I'd like at least a year <laughs> to catch up, but I can't stay so long. How long are you going to be here for? Only another nearly nearly two weeks. Oh yeah. man. Yeah, but inshallah I'll be back soon. I'm that's why I I've also been running around in circles because I'm trying to find ways that I can come back more regularly, but mm. obviously in a pandemic there's not that many um opportunities. No, no. Especially if you want to stay flexible because I I do want to keep mm. performing in in Berlin and my family's there and so on. So So it ended up happening then the berlin thing well not exactly so i'm mm. actually going back when i come back from this trip i'm going to be playing with that same orchestra that that's my Ooh. let's say my favorite orchestra okay. the radio orchestra in berlin so that's super nice and one of my really good friends from the opera house i was just playing in just mm. got a job there so we'll be playing together which is also awesome oh wow um uh, yeah basically um I was back there and then there was nothing going on for a year and a half and then it went from zero to a thousand. Um, and Suddenly everything started. Yeah, like, and it was actually really yeah. weird because I went from Germany where everything was strict and my first concert after all the lockdown was um, in Estonia mm. and, and they had this announcement about masks two days before that. But what it meant was that all of us had flown from all over Europe to perform in Estonia in this festival mm. But we were all coming from countries where there are lots of rules. And Estonia just said, you don't need to wear a mask. As a result, everyone threw their masks oh out the window God. in joy. And everyone who arrived, like me, was like... <gasps> <laughs> Cover your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was terrifying. But it was also amazing. Because can, can you imagine? I was just talking before, like, uh, we came on about adrenaline. Yeah. And if you're a trained musician, you've learned to use adrenaline to your benefit. But mm. if you do two years almost with no concerts and then suddenly you're live performing on live TV throughout the internet and Estonian television and it's going, like, live around the world. I feel like I've seen a news report about this. This must have been you guys. Oh, yeah, it could have been. I remember seeing this in Oman yeah. TV. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's really beautiful. Because it was yeah. like in the middle of the pandemic where everything was dire, but then here. Oh, that could have been also from Berlin, which it could have okay, been my maybe. husband's orchestra. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. But in any case, like it was really emotional and we, we were playing an Estonian piece and um, I've, I've often been accused of being a grandma on the inside. And, um, Why? When... Because <laughs> well, I am a bit of a grandma on the inside. I feel the same. 
sometimes i mean i i would like to i feel like my 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 true inner inner spirit is an old guy i would love to be a, like a permanent <laughs> bb what do you what's the what's the equivalent of a, of a bb for babu a, babu oh, yeah babu abdullah babu, babu abdullah I'm, okay that's Halas. it from now on you're a babu i accept <laughs> i take full ownership the the chicken nugget <laughs> babu chicken nugget <laughs> babu chicken nugget <laughs> Babu Tawuk. Babu Tawuk. Babu Tawuk. 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 You don't say that in Arabic? This is like Tawuk is in in Turkish, what you say for chicken. Oh, no, we don't know. Okay, well, that's not our money enough. No cross fertilization here. Oh, man. Let's go back. Okay. How did you end up deciding to come to Oman the first time? Well, I kind of didn't. I was... um. I, I played for about two years in Qatar in the orchestra. Ooh. And that's a, that's it's not like the Omani orchestra because the Omani orchestra is all Omanis. Okay. Born, you know, like born and bred. And um, Qatar was like, like, you know, a lot of stuff in Qatar, like, okay, we want this. And in fact, Sheikha Moza, she, she wanted an orchestra after visiting Oman. She was a guest of His Majesty Ooh. Sultan Qaboos and she saw the Omani Orchestra and she was mm. like, this is awesome, I want my own. So they went back and basically just said, okay, what do you have to do? How many people do you need to hire? How do you do it? Here's the funds, let's build a concert hall. Um, mm. And so it was people from all over the world and um, I played there the first time and then there was a contract and, and I was there and I, I did enjoy it but basically... Mm, There wasn't much overlap between the orchestra and the rest of, like, Qatari society. We were in a kind of little bubble of our own. Okay, I see. Mm, yeah. And towards the end of my time there, we went to London and played a concert at the proms. And my husband's orchestra had a concert the day before or after or something. And we were walking through South Kensington and waiting in a queue in a in a pharmacy. And there were, like, Saudi ladies taking their time and some people were grumbling, oh, gosh, the, you know get a move on and I, w- I said to him you know what I'm so glad I've learned in Qatar this this kind of this you know, like let's say Khalidu mentality like you just wait wait your turn like when when you're at the front of the line everyone's going to wait just mm-hmm. if if it's not important go otherwise wait and just take it easy you know relax mm-hmm. and I said you know it's a real shame I didn't travel around I didn't see anything of the other countries it's been really hectic lots of stressful concerts I've been practicing all the time and going back to Berlin for other concerts I heard Oman is really beautiful, but I don't know anything about any other places and I don't think there's any other orchestras. Oh, well. I I went uh, then back from London to Doha and literally the next day I get a random email saying, uh, Dear Martin, I, I heard you may be interested in working with the Royal Oman Symphony Orchestra. And I'm mm. like, uh, excuse me, um, is somebody looking uh, like, is Where's my phone? Camera? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was really Freaky Friday. <laughs> Um, and I was like, well, yeah, sure, and, and tell me about it and which uh, which oboe job is it? And they said, no, no, this is all Omani musicians, it's a teaching job. Mm. And initially I wasn't interested because I was a performer and I, you know, I, I thought, well, I don't really want to stop that. Um, and they said, just come here, we'll book you for a week, come here, do an interview, meet the students, teach a little, see what you think, see Oman, and then, you know, then decide at the end of the week. Mm. So I blocked the week off. Um, and just beforehand, I got this strange email saying, um, oh, well, it wasn't that strange. But for me, it was strange because, you know, I'd already gotten back to German mentality. And it was like, oh, the visa's not ready because of Eid. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, it's a visa. How can the visa, you know, <laughs> how can the visa not be ready? Right. Um, and so I was, a, I was a little, like, confused because I'd blocked this week and I was a freelancer. Mm. What am I, you know, I can't do this again in a couple of weeks. And what if they cancel? And would you believe my friend in the opera called me the day I was supposed to fly to Oman and said, Martin, please, you've got to help me out here. I have not slept in four days. I keep having nightmares about our plane crashing. Oof. And I know that you fly all the time to Qatar. You're not afraid. Would you please play for me this week? And I said, yeah, sure. I mean, it just turns out I'm free because I'm supposed to be in Oman. And mm. she was like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm on. And I said, what, what do you mean? No, no. I was supposed to go to Oman. She said, no, no, no. I want you to go to Oman. <laughs> I was like, I, what? She said, wow. can you go to Oman tomorrow morning at 7 a.m.? We're going to play in the opera house there and, and stay there for five days. And I was like, okay, this is 
if if anything is a sign. Yeah, yeah. This is a sign. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wrote an email um, in Zurich Airport on the way saying, well, it turns out I'm coming anyway, so I could do the interview <laughs> if you like. And that was that. I mean, basically, I was like, I have to try this, you know. Yeah. If if you know, I don't think the universe could be more clear than that. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, and then basically, I just couldn't. I, I couldn't leave and, and I would not have left had my husband be able to stay here with me, you know. It was it just became, you know, after like nearly six years plus before being in Qatar two years, it was like he came a lot and he adores Oman. Mm. I mean, he's so jealous I'm here now. Mm. But I did take three Omani cats as compensation. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm actually taking uh, an Omani cat back for someone else this Listen, time. Uh, whatever you do, don't breed them... No, 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 they're, they're all... Very, they're very violent. They are not. They're the most e- beautiful, loving cats <laughs> every, in the world. Every Omani street cat Look, I've met. No, no, just because your cat has a psychological <laughs> problem, don't accuse all of them of I being have, the same. I have cuts to prove it, I swear. <laughs> I think, yeah, this is an individual case and maybe you just need to... Sure, sure I won't be yeah. a catist. <laughs> you know, all cats are equal. Okay. No, no, not that. But they're all lovable. <laughs> they're all lovable. They just need to be... Understood. So you came to Amman uh, after this a freaky coincidence. You mm. were going to come anyways. It was going to happen. It was going to happen. Um, and did you decide there and then to stay? Um, well, uh, well, it was kind of strange because, to be honest, I expected a lot more skepticism from the, the yeah from my German colleagues mm. because in the plane on the way over, I'd had you know we we travelled also with the choir from the opera house, mm. and there were sort of these like hysterical singers who are at the best of times melodramatic, running up saying, "Oh my goodness, I don't know what to wear. And should I ride or something? Did you think this shirt's okay? Or do I need to put a scarf on my head? Oh my goodness me, I'm just terrified." And I was like. I think, first of all, we all need to calm down. I mm-hmm. said, you know, uh, like, you're going to enjoy it. The people are relaxed. As long as you're not, you know, being extreme in your dress, it's just the same like if you would go anyway. Mm-hmm. You're not going to walk out of the right. the plane in your bikini. Right. Um, and already by the second day, the magic of Oman had worked because the same people who'd come sort of like grumbling and like, oh, I don't know, and I'm not going to change my clothes and I'm this and I'm that, mm. they were just like, oh, Everybody's smiling here. Everybody <laughs> says hello. Everyone says salam alaikum. Let me guess. You came during winter. Um, Because people won't not, be smiling. Not, it was people in October. won't be, won't be no, smiling no. In, in, in July. June. Yeah, yeah. No. no one's smiling in July. <laughs> True. I think it was like October. So it was the sort of like, let's say, the gray, uh, the gray area between. We're, we're about to enter winter. Humidity people and winter. People are smiling more. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> But yeah, it was very nice. It really was really nice. And then... Basically, everyone said to me, look, you've got to try it. And it, at first it was going to be six months. So I was like, okay, I'll try it. Mm. Um, I was really panicking because of, you know, losing my, let's say, my freelance network after I'd just come back after two years in Qatar and so mm. on. Mm. But alhamdulillah, it all worked out. And and to be honest, uh, I think I've said to be honest at least 17 times so far. It's okay, let's make it 20. <laughs> um, I really did feel like it. It, it, I mean, and I do feel it's my second home, if not my first home, which is, you know, it's a beautiful feeling. Right. Um, and I'm, I've missed it terribly, and I just don't even want to think about leaving again. So you came back when? Uh, about two weeks ago. And yeah. so you got another two weeks, so a month mm. in total. Yeah, a bit under because I had to change my flight for other reasons, but yeah. And uh, was it was the decision made then, like on the second, third day, that you were um, going to stay? Uh, well, I went back with the orchestra, so oh, it okay. was October and I had to go back then, you know, for Oman you have to do reams of paperwork. For anyone thinking that it's an easy ride for any foreigner to come and work here, it's really not. Mm. You have to do so many things and, you know, get them stamped and then take them to another place. And this is before you get here, then you have to do all the same thing all over again. But So you know, when side. was the decision made? Um, well, there was a moment in the office and it, it felt like it was only about 10 minutes after I started talking to the two people who were going to make the decision where they're like, well, the job's yours if you want it. Um, we, you know, you're highly qualified, maybe a bit overqualified, but we needed to see how you are as a person, whether you're not, mm. you're going to fit in here, whether you, you're going to be flexible. Right. <laughs> and, um. And it just sort of felt like, 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What did your husband think of it? Well, that was the thing. I said, you know, I'd like to go back and uh, talk to my husband in person about it because um, the thing that I knew was that I wouldn't be able to go back to Berlin as often. So it would have to be that he would have to organize his time to come and, Mm. and see me here more often. Um, and then he came like very soon after I started the contract and he was like really tried to see if he could come and work here too. Mm. And because of the German system and he's got a permanent job in Germany, it just really wasn't going to work for him. So I he came, I think he came like 36 times. Okay, for the environment, Ooh. let's not think about that. But it <laughs> but was for, for love. love. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Who cares yeah. about the environment <laughs> when you got love? Yeah. Well, they say it's the they say it's the oligarchs in their jets who are flying every second day that are the problem, not us, yeah. not mere mortals. Sure. Like, let's so blame I'm, them. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna Absolutely. clutch at that. Yeah, I'll stick straw. to that as well. Yeah. yeah. Say we're saying it on air. It's a fact now. <laughs> we can be referenced. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm. So so how. Was he keen? Was he like? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, he. I think he. He said that even when he was speaking to me. I mean, firstly, it was the same for him. This coincidence about how mm. I came. Anyway, he was like, "This is some most freaky stuff." Yeah, this is some freaky stuff. Like, yeah. you're in London telling me you want to stay in 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 the the Gulf, and then mm. like you get an email, and then this happened. You know, it's pretty amazing. So, yeah. um, yeah. And that's how you got here and how you decided to live here for what ended up being six years, seven years? Nearly six years, yeah. Nearly six years. We'll go out on a quick break. And when we're back, we'll talk about a little bit about your journey here during the six years. This is Oman FM. And we're back with Martine. Martine, I have a couple of messages here. One is from the director of foreign channels here, Talal. Uh, he says, um, he doesn't know you. He's like, I'm enjoying this woman. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Very rare that he would say that, by the way. Okay. <laughs> then double thank you. <laughs> and then also I got a message from Mohammed Mambo. You know oh, Mohammed Mambo. Mambo. <laughs> he says, please say hi to her from oh. Mambo. So these guys are ruining the concept of the show. People are not supposed to be hearing. No one's listening. (laughs) Yeah, no. Now I'm going to get really nervous. (laughs) Yeah, why did you guys do that? Nobody's supposed to be listening. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So that's an. I mean, this is a great segue to where I wanted to go next. Mm. The the fact that you are very, at least the time that you spent here pre-COVID. You were very involved with cultural events in the Sultan. We'll see you everywhere. <laughs> we'll see you in the story nights. We'll see you in jam nights. We'll see you in different cultural events and activities. Um, and you, you you felt like you're part of the community. Pretty much everyone I know has, either knows you or has met you. Where does that drive come from? Why why were you everywhere? <laughs> Sounds like I was. Uh, yeah, not you are me. not a nuisance. <laughs> if that's what you're trying yeah, to, yeah. I know you have uh, that. Yeah, <laughs> I have that thing. Um, well, as as you know, I had to I had to really push myself to do it because it was definitely like it, I I would see these things on Instagram and I was like, oh, I want to go. And then it was then really hard on the night to then like get over the nervousness and the like the fear of disturbing to get there would you categorize that as anxiety yeah 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 i think so i'm 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 i love people and i love socializing but mm. i'm very much an introvert so i'm like a highly functioning highly sensitive person so when i'm in the mood i am able to be the life of the party but if i'm not feeling it you literally won't get me out from under a rock so i can uh, relate yeah and it was often those nights when ironically those events would happen and I would be like I can't do it today I just can't do it and I'd be like this event only happens today it doesn't happen tomorrow if you're in the right mood you have to go you have to force yourself Mm. and many times I did and actually I think it was you who talked me into um uh, you yeah you talked me into sharing at one at one night and and that was literally one of the worst nights and then it ended up being one of the best because I really thought as I spoke mm. that it was like I was bombing big time. No one knew what I was there. Nobody knew why I was telling this 
thing. And on that night, I met so many people who were like, I'm still friends with um, or in a lot of contact. Could you remind with. me which night that was? Um, well, or was, was there a theme? Oh, I don't think there was a theme, but it was down when, when, um, what was it? Curate did their exhibition, their amazing <gasps> yeah. exhibition. And then we did a true story tent there. Yeah. And uh, it was, that was a nice one. Yeah. It was uh, Chase, really, you saw Chase earlier. Yeah. He, he performed in that exhibition yeah, that, as well. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was him. Yeah. 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 The tiny Because I was stage. sort of staring at him thinking he looks familiar, <laughs> but I'm really bad at saying to people in a month, do we know each other? And they're like, no. <laughs> Same issue here, man. I could meet a person 10 times and still don't remember how what their name is or how they look. It's crazy. It's, people think I'm rude. No, I just really don't remember. <laughs> But you know, another yeah. night that I uh, I remember so well is, is here, not so far away at Mama's, when mm. it wasn't open yet. And we had that night there and it was extra special because it was like their secret like soft opening yeah, they, and it was the first thing. time that the podcast episode was played to yeah. us and that was really moving with Sabrina's story right it's insane that you remember all of this you're tr like you're all these new memories like these old memories yeah. are resurfacing yes I remember that Momo's when they first started their marketing strategy which I think was brilliant was they wanted to keep the place secret yeah. so they will not tell you where their location is yeah. but it was on you to find them And I love that. Yeah, That's yeah. so up my alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I found them yeah. and I wanted to do an event there. Yeah. And so I decided to stick to the marketing uh, uh, theme and not tell people where the location of the <laughs> event is, only the people who signed up. Yeah, and yeah. it was it, it felt so exciting yeah. for us all. And yeah. then the problem was when, when we were leaving, because I can remember like a few of us stopping our cars and going, Do we actually know, like, we were all so busy following our phones that all of a sudden we're at the top of this hill going, hmm, I'd never been up there before, right? <laughs> I was like, I actually don't know what to do now. I'm going to look at my phone to get back down again. Right. Yeah, and that's, that was where, when we released the uh, first episode of the podcast, Sabrina's mm. story, who she just left today, this yeah, morning at 4 a.m. Yeah, she did. That's, I mean, thanks to her, I've got really nice um, feet for once in my life. What do you mean? Because they're covered in, in oh, beautiful henna. henna. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. oh, she did it. She didn't do it, but she took me to the place, which is actually secret. Like, there's no <laughs> there's no real sign, but it's the place. Maybe oh, you mean that place? Maybe you'll give us an exclusive. Yeah. An Arman FM exclusive. <laughs> Where is the place? <laughs> Tune in <Yeah>. tomorrow, <laughs> 7 p.m. to find out. I tell you what, if you had mics um, hooked up there, that would be uh, a, like a, a knockdown hit. Yeah. Like, oh, those ladies, that. they can talk. Even if I can't speak Swahili, it's like I'm telling you. Talk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you kept at it. You kept going event after event after event, uh, despite your anxiety, despite being an introvert. So, what was the, where was the drive coming from? Well, there were like some nights were better than others, and and oftentimes the um, the discomfort would only stop during the active part of the event when I was listening to people, and then as soon as the break would come, you know, people would mingle, and depending on how well I knew people, which for a long time I didn't know people very well, so mm. I just kind of tried to I don't know not, not stick out and um, yeah so I'm definitely <laughs> noticing a theme here <laughs> and I don't know if this is a fair I don't categories are sometimes yeah. helpful because it, yeah. it helps you think uh, also other times it's very unhelpful mm -hmm. but would you say the word imposter syndrome applies yeah, yeah a bit because maybe um Yeah, I th I think also maybe, um, of course, every every community is different. And of course, people going to these events, by their very nature, are going to be more open. Mm. But in a room where you know everyone and maybe you don't go to school with them, you don't work with them, you don't see them that often, mm -hmm. then of course you, you're catching up. It's just you're not trying to exclude anybody, but of course you've got immediate like, hey, or that's my cousin, or, you know, it's Oman. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Meanwhile, I was Everyone's there. Everyone's our cousin. <laughs> so meanwhile, I was there going, oh. And for example, with Sabrina, like, I thought, oh, I'd like to go and talk to her, but oh, I'm too shy. Uh -huh. um, and then one day I found out that she literally was 
the niece of of one of the musicians from the orchestra mm. who I was really um, good friends with. So I, you know, then there was the icebreaker. I could start talking to her, but, you know, it um, there were, I, I don't want to also make it sound like people weren't being friendly. I remember the very first night um, Razi was there, I think, mm. um, and he was like, like kind of noticing anyone who looked like a bit awkward and going and like, Checking everyone's good. Yeah, giving out mishkak. Mishkak's a good icebreaker. <laughs> um, what event was this? I think that was in the glass box as well, right? Because okay, uh, really, I don't remember mishkak in the situation. Okay, maybe I'm I'm imposing well, another I memory on top. I don't think you would have eaten anything. You were pretty, <laughs> yeah, you were pretty high, <laughs> high on adrenaline yourself. Uh, like, almost every event, yeah. I cannot focus on a conversation. I, yeah, I well, I wanted to ask you because, like, I I thought it was amazing because I know that you do get quite anxious about that very. and talking. In public, so look at this. What a triumph! No, it's what crazy, a triumph! I'm, I'm, I, I have to say, I'm so impressed with you, Abdul. I'm so proud of oh, you with man. everything you're doing. I know how much it takes, and and thank you know, you. you're you're amazing. Wow, thank well, you. Uh, but yeah, I do, I did, and still do suffer with, uh, with a lot of anxiety. Um, but now the thing is, you know, it's I see it as a muscle, right? Mm. It's like an introvert and an extrovert. It's a scale. Yeah. And where you are on that scale is dependent on a lot of factors. Mm, and one of the factors right? yeah. is exposure. Mm. How how much you you put yourself out there would 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 tilt the scales towards more of an mm. extrovert. Now I've I've not done a true story tent event over a year, since over a year ago, and I at that time I was not on the radio. And I'm curious, actually, what the experience of having a story event would be now, what it would be yeah. like hosting it, now that I've been doing this for a while. I wonder I if this would, would translate. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know yet. Maybe it will feel, I don't know. I, I tend to overthink, so excuse me. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm a member of that club, in case you haven't realized. <laughs> no, I realized. <laughs> I realized. I, I knew that's how, we, that's how we got along. Yeah, yeah. Anxious people, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hey, don't just don't talk to us. We're we're too busy overthinking. <laughs> it's like don't talk to us, but please talk to us. You yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah, like exactly. both of them together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like it's and, like don't talk to me, don't talk to me. But why are you not this, talking to me? Like before we went on air, I was like writing down things about myself in case I forgot. Wow. In case you forgot facts about your life. Yeah, because of not like, because you're some like foreign uh, um, agent. <laughs> no, oh god! It's like, what don't are the say, facts about my life? <laughs> no, don't say no, that when I'm in I this, am joking. this specific area. Let me be very they clear. They still have my passport I at the gate. I am joking. <laughs> <laughs> I am absolutely joking. But but uh, I really appreciate. Actually, that, wouldn't Martin. that be amazing if they took my passport and I had to stay in Oman forever? And you'd be like, oh no. Oh, no. Oh, what a pity. <laughs> well, you know, um, Mahmoud's going to go next. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking of ending this, but I want to try one thing before we end. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to open up the lines. Yeah, sure. Um, and I, don't I know thought you were going to say that I have to sing now, like Chase, and I was going to be like, hard pass, Yay! hard pass. That's Chase. I was pulling a Chase. <laughs> yeah. Mahmoud's taking a video of me while I'm doing that. That's just what you want to know, isn't it? <laughs> Your anxiety is like, oh, see ya. I've just imploded. <laughs> like, hey. Uh. <laughs> okay, um, but, but, okay, I'm going to open up the lines. The number is 24602058. I don't know if anyone's going to call because ain't nobody listening. Okay. But if you're one of Martin's students. <gasps> and you just want to say hello, please call in 24602058. We'll give it about two to three minutes. In the meantime, we can start wrapping it up. It's now you're like you're, you've been in Oman for the past two weeks. Oh, someone called. Oh. <gasps> All right. You set this up, didn't you? No, I didn't. Hello. Oh. It had to be me. Ah, Sami, man, listen, leave the line open for someone else. You call in every show. <laughs> You're welcome. You're La welcome. Habibi, Habibi. Well, I always love uh, seeing your number pop up there with the 666 in the end. <laughs> How are you doing, yeah. man? Well, uh, that's about it. I just want to say hello to Martin. And Hi. I just heard the five minutes at the beginning, y'all talking about chicken nuggets. <laughs> You're waiting for my biryani. So... <laughs> So have a great night. Enjoy talking. Thank have you. Have a good one. You too. Thanks, man. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> so again, the number is 2460-2058. Call in if you know Martin personally. One last time, and then we're going to wrap it up. This is your last chance. If you're listening, 
three. This may be the last chance of your entire life. Oh gosh. Your entire existence. <laughs> two four six zero <laughs> two zero five eight. Yep, you got it there on your phone. Now just press call. Let me see that phone light up. I believe in you. I believe in you. You got this. Just press that button. Just press it. Oh, there you go. Well done. Well done on pressing the button. Hello. Hello. Who's this? This is Mambo. Hey. Hi, Mambo. <laughs> How are you doing, guys? I'm, well, I'm so good. How nice to hear you. But gee, I, I sh- missed you, y- both of you. Yes. Oh, man, thank you. It's oh, been so long. It's too I miss you long. Too. Wallahi. What a oh show. Gosh. I just left work. I was like, okay, let me turn on the radio. And then you guys. Oh. <laughs> wow. How's it going? Alhamdulillah. Living Alhamdulillah. the dream. Doing no. what I love yeah. to do. Oh, that's And, you know, keeping nice. myself busy. Oh, that's great. And are you playing tonight somewhere or not? I wish. I told you I just left work. Then oh, okay. I have to be early morning. Back Ooh. to work again. Oh, wow. You're still yeah. sailing boats? Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How's that life, man? I gotta come, I've got to come and, and join one time. Man. No complaint at all. Yeah, that's... It's that's really it. good hearing your voice. Yeah. No, man. Yeah, oh. it's good to hear about you guys. Yeah. So oh, man. We have, to, we, have to, man. we have to meet up with uh, yeah. microphones uh, in free time at some point very soon. Yeah, and drag uh, Razi because I can't reach that guy at all. Yeah, that's, isn't that the story of anyone? Have you heard from Razi? No, is he answering his phone? No, okay. No, <laughs> we should catch up, guys. Yeah. Maybe he's going to call next, so we shouldn't say anything, right? There's no way. <laughs> Listen, we, it's okay. Mambo is more than enough. Thank you so much. Much for calling. Yeah, wow. big hug for you, Mamba. See you soon, inshallah. We'll see you soon, guys. Yeah. Take, care. Take care. Bye. Bye. Okay, so that was well, that was really lovely. Thank you for calling in and and not embarrassing myself, <laughs> begging for your phone call. <laughs> Martin, this was so much fun. Yeah, it's so nice to see you, Abdullah. Perhaps you'll come on one more time, maybe before you. Maybe. Leave. Well, thank you so much, Martin Verni. Okay. <laughs> so you're we'll, work that, we'll work on that. We'll work on it. Oh, we'll work Vernik. on a eh, eh, cat, 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 hat, cat, hat, vernik, ver, vernik, vernik, vernik. That's getting there. That is not bad at all. Not bad at all. Well, I'll take it. I'll take it. Up next, we got River. Ta- ah, we got a song. <laughs> Show that. Nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening.